This week we talked about. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. My wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. All right. Ready? Welcome back to the Zero Lies podcast. This week, we played Alan Wake Remastered, which is a remaster of a game called Alan Wake, obviously, <laughs> from Good 2010, detail. I believe it came yeah, out. So it's about, about 12 years old. And Alan Wake is a um, a supernatural mystery about a writer named, you guessed it, Alan Wake. Holy shit, what? <laughs> He's like a Stephen King type Who, of thing. Yeah, oh. yeah. so he goes on... Kind of like Thomas Zane? Yeah. yeah, yeah a famous kinda. writer. So yeah. he goes on vacation with his wife to a small town called Bright Falls, and some strange things start happening, and his wife disappears, and we got to figure out why, where she is. Yeah. It's pretty spooky. Yep. Uh, what kind of game would you guys say this is? Action, horror... Mm, kind sure. of yeah that's fair yeah it's like you know supernatural supernatural horror yeah kind of yeah I mean, yeah i would call it action yeah yeah so most of the game revolves around it's that's a story-based game obviously mm-hmm. but the actual gameplay is you are alan wake and you are walking around the town of bright falls usually at night usually at night most of the time yeah <laughs> And there are these, what are they called? Taken. Taken, yeah. That are essentially zombie shadow people, kind of, that attack you. And you have a flashlight and you shine the flashlight at them to kind of break their armor, so to speak. Stun them. Yeah, it's like you got to get the darkness off them, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, and then you can shoot them. Kill them. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. It's, it's that's fun. Really, yeah. I like it. It's a good I, twist. It's a neat, like, tactic to do, like, having to, I don't know, cleanse them, clean them before you yeah. actually can do any damage to them. Right. I don't, I never really shot them before, but can you, like, stagger them with the, I just waited uh, till I shot them. It might stagger them, but I don't think it, da- it damages need, them. Yeah, it doesn't damage them, which okay. I wish, that's one of the things that I wish you could do, like, a, a minimized version of damage yeah version. just small damage. yeah just small amounts of damage before you break their armor um, i like didn't even try yeah it's just every so often they would get so close to me and i'd have to like change the flashlight battery yeah dodge them dude yeah well i did that too but i was so, like well it'd be nice to before we get into the story too much i want to just like kind of talk about our like first impressions of like the gameplay and the visuals i guess and yeah stuff. okay um i thought that it was it, it played like pretty well i mean it's not anything too crazy it's not an insane concept but it was pretty fun i don't know i, I like going fun. around i like going around and like i don't know it's very creepy and there's definitely like pretty often i got spooked by some yeah some little jump scares um, and shit yeah i i thought it played pretty well except i didn't love the driving parts but Oh, the driving parts were not a little fun. rough, not fun. But um, I didn't expect them to be great though, because it's not. Re- it's very. There's like two parts or three parts you do it, and it's not for very long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell like visually that it's a it's an older game, but it, I think it looks pretty nice. And I think for a game that's like centered around like the use of light and stuff, I feel like the light looks really cool. That's like a good the point. flares and yes, yeah, 
I think it looks cool. Yeah, they did a good job with because they're trying to make everything so dark and like you have like, you know, random random traffic lights or like street lights that are just like out in the open. You can kind of see they did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the remaster did a lot with lighting mm-hmm. rather than actual improving the the visuals of it. They focus more on the lighting, which in this case, I feel like makes sense. It really it really like. Yeah, I think it steps it up a notch. Yeah, because even though the original game came out over 10 years ago, I don't think it looked all that bad when I went to look at comparisons. Yeah. You know, it yeah. didn't really didn't look that bad. So no. I didn't feel like this remaster did a ton in the graphical department, but the lighting wise, I feel like that's kind of the main focus of the game. Yeah. And I think they did a good job. I feel like they mostly left like left it pretty similar. Like it's there's definitely like a little bit of an upgrade, but it's not like a total overhaul. It it does seem weird that they did it at all. Well, you know. None of us have played the original. Right. So it's kind of hard to say. I've just seen the difference. Yeah, I've seen comparisons, yeah. but you're right. I don't I but, don't know. So, well there's a question. Why did you guys not play the original? Had you never heard of it? Okay. No, I I heard I, of it and I wanted to play it. I can't tell you why I didn't. Honestly. I'm in the same boat as Brandon and this is probably what happened for most people with this game, I think because of its kind of popularity, but not really. I heard about it and I was like, oh, that seems kind of neat. And I watched a trailer and I was like, that seems pretty cool. And it'd be like right up my alley. Yeah. And then it kind of came out and like no one really got it in my friend group. And like no one was really talking about it. And I was like, nah, I guess it just like kind of slipped my mind because yeah. it didn't. I don't know. It didn't catch like a ton of traction. But then I had like one friend that played it like later on. He was like, oh, that game's really good. And I'm like, oh, man, I should get into that. And I just never got yeah. it. Yeah. And that's and like seeing it this time. I was like, OK, I got to play it this time. Yeah, I as soon about as I saw game. the announcement for the remaster i was like i'm playing this yeah i can't let <laughs> I this go another it. 10 years yeah i was kind of the the other way on that i was like when it first came out i saw the trailers for it i was like oh that looks cool and then the reviews came out and they said it was really good but watching the gameplay of it i was like eh, i don't know maybe it's not really for me i mean i don't know so i never played it and then this time when you know we had an episode about the playstation showcase two episodes actually that we talked about the reveal for this and even more so i was like eh. it's like i don't know it doesn't look that good Be- well because it was surrounded by remakes yeah, you know okay. so remasters are always going to be overshadowed by fully re- yeah, yeah revamping the entire game and actually rebuilding it right and it just kind of reiterated in my head that i this probably isn't a game that i'd love but I liked it, you know, when we actually played it. I really liked this game, personally. Big fan. I felt like the story was, like, really cool to it, and I was, like, genuinely trying to piece it together in my head as I was playing it, and it was keeping me interested and keeping me going. So that was cool because there's a lot of game stories that I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't care. But I was like, what the hell's going on? Or you can predict it super easily or something like that. did not feel like it to me. No. About five different times, I would switch my opinion of what was going on in my head. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. And then yeah. I'm like, what is happening? Dude? Yeah. Yeah. Especially this <clears throat> game being about a writer. I feel like this game is written very well, which I think really does matter. If you're going to mm-hmm. have a game about an author who writes stories, the it's story got, of your game has to be there. It has you know? to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think they did a great job. Shall we get into the story a little bit? Yeah. Let's, let's get into about it. Um, so this game is 12 years old, so we are going to spoil some things. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit, I didn't play so, it yet, Brandon. Come on. But if you have not played it yet and you don't want to hear this, stop listening. Keep listening. Listen to all the episodes but, instead. 
Yeah, we're, we're telling you right Check now. Check out Delta Room. People seem to like that episode. It's doing pretty good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you play as Alan Wake, who is a writer. He goes on a little vacation with his wife, Alice, to a small town called Bright Falls, which is a beautiful town. It Absolutely actually is beautiful. pretty sick. This I love small, the setting. Small town. I think it works really well for the game. Very look at, like seemingly seceded from everyone else. Small town vibes. Just beautiful nature. Everyone's kind of like knows each other and they just kind of are all there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of in the woods, kind of in the mountains, sort of near, lake, near, near the mountains. Mountain. There's a lake. Yeah. Just yeah. very nature So Alice is like terrified of the dark is what you find out. And the first night you are with her, something starts happening with these shadows. I I don't exactly remember how it happened with her getting taken. You you two had a fight and Alan starts oh, he, he like leaving. She right. she essentially you know, you want to take this vacation to to get away. And she's kinda of like, I thought you could do some writing here. And like this maybe would help you being in this setting. Yeah, and he was getting mad about it. And he's, he's like, like I don't want to write. Yeah, he's <laughs> been struggling. He's got a little bit of writer's block. So he's he's taking offense. He feels like she's kind of like just brought him here just to make him write and just to do work. And he kind of thought it was a nice getaway for them together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then something takes her and drags her into the lake is what it appears. Yep. And you're staying in a cabin on the lake. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there's like a little dock going like out to a, it. It's almost like an island, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, essentially. And uh, you, you, you see Alice is taken. You dive in after her, and then you wake up a week later. Well, don't you? I don't think you know it's how long it is originally. Spoiler alert! It's a week <laughs> later. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why does that matter now? Well, it's fine. It doesn't okay. matter. But he, he thinks it's only like the next day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Just wakes up concussed and was like, yeah. what the fuck? So he's like, where's Alice? Yeah. So and you're Alice. searching for Alice at this point. Yeah. And I, I, so the whole game has like a, has like a Twilight Zone feel. And I think that's a lot of the reason why you don't like the, the voice acting of Alan narrating, because I, I feel like that's what they were going for. Well, I don't mind the narration of it because the narration makes sense to me. He's telling a story. That's fine. Yeah. But his actual voice, when he's talking to other characters, he still has that voice of like, then what do we do? Like, I need to find my wife. It's like, dude. Just his voice like a normal person. But when he's (laughs) narrating, it's like, and then little did I know kind of thing. It's like, cool. That fits the vibe of a narrator of a narrator. Uh, narrator. Yeah. Of narration and a narrator and everything. But like the other characters are like, oh, hey, Al, how's it going? He's like, not bad. How are you? And it's like, you know, it's obviously he doesn't say that kind of thing. But like it, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Where all the other characters felt like people and he felt like a video game protagonist. He was the only one I felt like that with. Well, he was. He's a video game protagonist. Yes, but like nobody else felt like a character in a video game. But he was the protagonist of a story. Yes. So in the narration, he can sound like that. You know, that's fine. I get what you're saying. Like, but I'm saying like he was the protagonist. 
of a story. <laughs> yeah, but it it pulls me out of it when he's acting as if like he okay he is not he do, he shouldn't know that he's the protagonist of a video game. You know what I mean? I'm not saying of a video game, right? I'm saying of a story, right? If, uh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. He's, yeah, he's in the story in, that he's narrating in his head, so he talks like a he talks like that anyway. I get I get I get where both of you guys are coming yeah, from. No, yeah. I see what you're saying. I just didn't like that he was a fucking asshole to his wife. I well, that's the like, thing. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, so he's just a douchebag then. When and they when they first were fighting, I was just kind of like, why is he being such a dick about it? Like seriously. she was just like, oh, I hope you can write. And he's like, ah, and he just left. I'm he's like, like, I told you not to do this. <laughs> yeah, he was so and mad. she's like, I just wanted to yeah. help. And he's like, I can't believe you. It's like, dude, he's kind of a dick. And then in the flashbacks too, he's like, kind of a dick. I thought he was a little bit of an ass, but yeah, I liked him. But I kind of like that they wrote him that way. Yeah. You know, that like he's like, oh, the big time author and yeah. famous author and stuff yeah. like that. And he's got a big ego about it and stuff. Yeah. Dude, he wrote freaking Casey. Alex Casey? Is that the character? Alex Casey, yeah. So I didn't love the voice acting on Alan's part, but that's debatable. Like Brandon said, I, I feel like Brandon's argument as to why it's good, that totally makes sense. Because like you said, I mean, in the end, kind of way down the line, we find out that he is kind of writing his own story that affects the world around him, you know. So in that regard, he is kind of a protagonist of a story, you know. But I don't know. It just didn't feel as natural as other people did. And I feel like if it did, if it felt more natural, it would have been more of a surprise that that's kind of where the game was headed, I guess. And I didn't love that aspect but that being said i feel like the other people in the game he did a good job at narrating for sure so i really like that for the narration and the other voice actors i felt like did a great job the like the sound design for the whole game i really like the light burning shadows sound the kind of crackling yeah i you know i feel like the sound design was really nice and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm so all right, so I'm sorry. We can get back to story stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, Dewey. I'm trying to think of where we're at. I mean, I don't remember every little detail, so... Yeah. Yeah, we could just kind of sum up stuff, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, we'll hit the, the main points. Like, you kind of... He... I mean, after he's looking for Alice there, does he... Is this when he goes to the gas station first? I mean, yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he wakes up in a car... That's like on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, he's like yeah. trashed and, and he, yeah. the car's trashed. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's making his way to the closest anybody. He's not really sure what's going on. So he's like, I need to find somebody and sees a gas station in the distance. He's like, I got to get to there. Maybe they'll have a phone. Maybe I can call and find out what's going on. Yeah. Yep. And then the police show up and is Nightingale with them at that point? Well, no. at this, no, at at this juncture, he makes his way through this junkyard and ends up finding... Um, the guy that you got the keys that you're supposed from. to get the key from that one yeah. you didn't get it from what's right. his name I forget his name oh also and this is a little bit skipping ahead but when you originally got the keys to the cabin you're staying in you got them from this old woman I think this is the beginning I think we skipped that I think it's the beginning yeah it's in the beginning um, and then you find out that it was actually supposed to be this other guy that was giving you the keys he was like oh I guess the guy never showed up or whatever um, but the after Alice disappears into the lake 
uh, the cabin's gone. And that's kind of what Alan finds out. Mm-hmm. So that people are like, what? There's no you, cabin there. Yeah, what are you talking about? There hasn't been since the, what is yeah. it, like a 70s. volcano? Yeah, under, underwater the, volcano water, yeah. erupted and kind of swallowed everything on the lake. He's like, what? When, since we, we brought this up in the beginning, when you get the keys for the cabin from that lady instead of the guy that you were looking for, that was the mechanic. Why, in this situation that you go to a small town, I feel like I'd be very distrusting of like, I know I'm supposed to go meet somebody and they're like, oh no, I'll just give them to you. I just, I would feel off about that. Yeah. I'd be like, um, okay. True. You know, it just, seems, it just seemed odd, but. And yeah. like, who set this up? You know what I mean? I think she is. They maybe their agent did, Barry. Yeah, Barry, maybe. I, th- I think he might have. I think he did okay. as well. Um. So yeah, so the, he makes it to the gas station, ends up talking to the sheriff, and she's kind of looking for the guy that was supposed to give him the keys, which he ended up just seeing him in the um scrapyard, and he turned into a a taken. taken, and Alan actually had to shoot him, so he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, the cops show up and he's like, oh, I can't tell him what happened with. Yeah, he's not that like, guy. I'm not going to say that. never going to believe me. He just attacked me. I'm, I'm just, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. I really <laughs> like that he thought that because I was like, oh, don't tell the police yeah. that you're seeing it's, shadows and stuff. And immediately he was like, I can't tell anybody what's going on. They're not going to believe me. And I was like, good. I really like that too because, like, personally, if I feel like if I was in a situation like this where somebody was going for me and I had to like do something like that to defend myself, I don't think I'd be like, I'm going to come clean about this right away. I'd be like, well, no, you'd want to try to figure out what's going on because he realizes that shadows attacking people is not a normal occurrence. Yeah. And he's like, these people are going to think I'm absolutely insane. So yeah. I'm just going to be like, I haven't seen him. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll kind of figure it out down the road, you know? Yeah. And he needs to look for his wife and that's more important than anything yeah. else going on. Right. And then you get it. So then you get taken to the police office and that's when you get a call from, I forget the guy's name. That's supposedly the kidnapper. They the, took your wife. The kidnapper. The kidnapper. Yeah, I yeah. think they just call him that. I don't know if they give him a name right away, but yeah. He, so he tells him to meet him at a certain place, and so you have to kind of just sneak out of the police office and you have to find. <clears throat> he pr- he proves to you that he actually took her by leaving her driver's license like nearby the police station. Yeah, to be yeah. like I I have her. You better come here. Yeah. So you kind of follow this uh, wild goose chase, sort of, and you meet mm-hmm. you meet up with. Um, Barry, at this point, your agent comes. Yeah, Barry's really funny, to too. To get you out of... He's a, he's a good character. He's he a really, really good is. character. He was cool. He comes there to get you out of this... You're not detained or anything. They're just kind of questioning you, and he comes up, and he's like, whoa, you know, like, you, uh, this is my client, whatever, and he tries to, like, get you out of there. And he's very much, like, throwing his weight around, like, you know, this is a big client. You you, you can't behold them here, like, all this kind of stuff. And then when you get out of there, he's like, what the hell's going on, Alan? What are you yeah. doing? We almost got arrested. Yeah, yeah. his character's really funny. He's like that kind of high-voiced New York City big shot, like thinks yeah. he's a big shot type of thing, but he's actually just like a super coward kind of thing. Yeah, and, he's a cool character. He's, yeah, he's, fun. he's, he's, he's funny. funny. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, then you kind of meet up with Barry. So now Barry's in the town. Now we have pretty much the cast kind of going. In yeah. that initial diner where you get the keys to the cabin, it turns out, you know, when you think about it later... There are several very crucial characters in that diner. 
that mm-hmm. it's you don't realize who they are yet. Yeah. I think it adds to the vibe and of the setting of the small town. Like yeah. everybody's in the diner and it's like these are all the townspeople that are like important and and it just makes it feel very small and very central and like focused on there's not a ton of people in this town. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because otherwise if it was any <clears throat> any bigger yeah, if they're of in a the town, New York City or you know, yeah, Philadelphia like, or something. Why would all LA? these people yeah. be in the same place, you know, but like this is literally the only diner in town. Everybody so. knows each other that's in the town and they're all like know all the same stories about everybody and yeah. what happened to you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. So Alan's trying to follow the or find the kidnapper to get his wife back. Yeah. The kidnapper is asking for the manuscript to his most recent writing. Mm-hmm. Departure? Which he's like, I haven't finished it. What are you talking about? I need is, a week or at least. or Yeah, Departure. Departure is the title of the book. It, right. And it's being written. Currently. Currently, right? It's not out. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So that guy has an obsession with this manuscript. He needs it. And he thinks that it has some type of power mm-hmm. or something, which I mean, yeah. <laughs> which I really liked that throughout the game, you're trying to find these pages to the manuscript mm-hmm. and it is like literally the collectible of the game. I thought that was really cool to have what? it yeah. matter. Yeah. And like you get like certain pages of this novel and you pick it up and it'll read it to you. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. And what I thought was cool is it's, Literally, the story of the game. Yeah, it's super yes. awesome. And I you'll f- find ones that are like from way later in the game, and you're like, I don't understand what this is talking about. And then it'll happen later in the and game. You're like, and you're like, Holy oh, shit. shit! I feel like I listened to not all of them because I got about eighty of them. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot. Of I listen to them all. <laughs> I listen to I think I'd say more than half of them that I got. But at a certain yeah. point when I picked up like three or four at once, I'm like, okay, I I, I get it. And I was, but there's a lot. I feel like none of them spoiled anything even when they're directly like telling you they're just because no, for like, the most part you you didn't really understand what they it mean. was about yeah. until it happened yeah it was really cool how they did that and you could listen to them and it was just like i don't know what this means yeah. but it, it's very neat to have a collectible seemingly matter so much to the actual game rather than the other collectibles in the game like the coffee thermoses yeah i mean, didn't really do anything they're just kind of there just, which is fine. Going, man. That's you normal. Coffee. You're on this big adventure. <laughs> yeah, you you keep slamming coffee. down, sucking down some coffee to keep looking for your wife. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I get it. Cause like I go for collectibles and stuff in game and a lot of time they don't mean anything, but I was just like, oh man, these manuscript pages are so cool. I'm like freaking thermoses don't mean anything. To <laughs> yeah. Me. So Brandon, what were you saying that the thermoses could have been a Easter egg? I, I was just thinking, I like the, it kind of gave me like a twin, twin peaks vibe. Right, and, and there's somebody in Twin Peaks who is yeah, he's a big coffee. coffee head. Gotcha. I thought maybe all. that was a like a little. It could be to that, but because the setting of Alan Wake is very much like Twin Peaks, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you know, so it, it would make sense to me that that's the case, right? And you know, we don't know, but it, it it's cool it's to possible. think about. Yeah, it's in our heads. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> so anyway, you keep you keep uh, trying to meet this guy, and he kind of he kind of you know. Throwing you for yeah, yeah he keeps changing up the yeah. location to meet him, and then he wants you to get there faster yeah. or a different time or whatever. Which for me is frustrating, you know. Like that's I'm like, dude, I just went through all this shit to get to this location, <laughs> and now like, now nah, you got to come to the other mines now. I'm like, fuck you, man, just well, give me my wife. Exactly, but it's like not really progressing the story. Yeah, at that point, it's just kind of 
delaying extending it a little extending bit. it yeah. yeah so i was like eh. so i didn't love that aspect i understand but i understand it you know if it was just a movie or a book that we were reading or something yeah yeah that's more interesting than oh we went he told me to meet him here i did and there, there we go yeah. you know like it, yeah. it builds suspense which i get that right so, yeah so then once you finally meet him he's kind of just you know, a douchebag, and <laughs> you, you realize you, he yeah, was, you find out that he's not even actually the kidnapper. Yeah, he was with you on the boat when you came in. Yeah. You kind of like put that together. Like, oh, it's this fucking army dude. Which I have this to say about it because you end up having to work with him for a little bit yeah. while you're going to the location. Um, Alan is an absolute badass, awesome shot, perfect shot, kills all these taken people. And like when he has the gun and he's like escorting you and you're trying to get through the dark like dark together he missed like a bunch of shots and yeah. i was like bro you're literally like in army fatigues can you fucking hit a shot i thought you hit most of them for me <laughs> he kind of sucked for me <laughs> i was getting very frustrated and like there'd be people on top of me and he just wasn't shooting them and i'm like help yeah give me the gun yeah which i think this is in a story standpoint an interesting part of the game because this is when you figure out that alan's not just seeing these things you yeah, know, like other. The other people can see them and interact with them mm-hmm. or be hurt by them. So that is the first time in the story where I was like, oh, what I thought was going on is not actually going on. I thought Alan was just living in his own kind of I dream world. Initially, before you see anybody else also see that, or like when Barry's in the cabin with him, I think it's right before that. So mm-hmm. I think Barry, you see Barry sees them with you as well. And then this other army guy that the kidnapper right. also sees him because initially yeah, I thought he was kind of cracked. Out of his, like, he's just out yeah. of his mind. And I was like, that this isn't happening. And then right. other people seeing him, like, okay, these are real. This is yeah. happening. What the fuck? Especially when he comes back and the cabin's not there. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. I I, I, his wife died in some accident years ago. And he's kind of. Before, you know. Yeah, before seeing other people see the, the taken, I thought the same thing. Like, he just. She got she died in an accident. And he couldn't accept it. Right, kind of like where my guess was going. Yeah, and I think like that's what the game expects you to think. And yeah, I th- is it the next? This is why the next chapter where you wake up in Doctor Hartman's office. Yeah, yeah I, I think believe so. so. Which is why, like, when you wake up in this office of um, a therapist, your wife was like was also on this island that she knew and talked to, and he was kind of just like, nothing you're seeing is real. This is all made up. It's all yeah. in your head. You make this up. To cope with the death of your wife. She drowned like however long ago. Yeah. So like first chapter, I'm like, he's crazy. Then the next chapter, I'm like, he's not crazy. And then now again, it's like, he's crazy. What in the hell? Man? I, yeah. I like that they did that because it was like, it was, I, I think it was like what you're expected to think. Because it's like, I feel like that's like a pretty common trope. Yeah. And like yeah. movies Horror, and yeah. stuff. Like, oh, now where it's like, oh, he's actually he's crazy. crazy. And he was making this up the whole time. So they kind of like did like when that happened, I was like, oh, really? Like, yeah, I was kind of mad. mad. Like, oh, he's actually just insane. And it's like having like psychotic breakdown and, you know, know, being schizophrenic about seeing these things. I'm like, that kind of sucks. I'm like, didn't he kill people? Like, are we going to find out he just killed like a whole town? Like, I was kind of like, what's happening? But and what you're learning through this and you're hearing Dr. Hartman, like, tell you, like, you're insane. Please. You know, you freak out every time you hear this. Like, you're doing pretty good right now. Like, you just have to accept this. And then Alan's like, yeah, okay, maybe I am. And in his head, he's just like, I knew this guy was lying to me. I'm like, oh, he's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just got to find a way to break out of here. Yeah. And that's when you meet um, 
Odin and Tor. You see them again, which you'd run into them in the diner. Yeah, in the originally, and the you find and you find them in this, you know, I don't know what you'd call it. Whatever this uh, therapy. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't, don't want to say the wrong um, yeah. thing. So So Odin and Tor are these two old men that are I mean, they must have some some kind of issues to be in Hartman's office, but they're we old. find out that in their in their younger days they had a um a metal band <laughs> called the Old Gods. So it's awesome. it just like yeah. a Viking metal band. Yeah, and they, they were in the die in the beginning and like they talked about being rockers back in their day and they were listening to Lime and Coconut. Yeah. And he's just like, I love this song. Those guys are Those awesome. characters were really cool. I like them and Barry probably the most. And there's Odin and Thor are just like, yeah, they're just old and they're like, Yeah, we just loved our band so much we changed our names to Odin and Thor. I'm like, that's so <laughs> badass. Yeah. And then they kind of take over <laughs> the they yeah. get a hold they, of a hammer somehow and take out one of the nurses and Yeah, they just bop her right in the head. Which is uh, the one of the funnier things to me is him beating this nurse up and knocking her out and then calling the claw hammer he has Mjolnir. I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> Amazing. It was just a neat part, a little thing yeah. they threw in there. And that's when you find out that Dr. Hartman was actually lying and all everything that happened before this actually did happen. He was just trying to trick you into thinking you were crazy. And why is that? I, this is one thing I did not understand. Is there a purpose for him or did he not know? And like, he, he must didn't have known. Think, I don't understand that part. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just like, no, I just wanted you to think that. And like, for real, you were, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Yeah. But regardless, the the old guy brothers are like, you should go to our farm because like we know what you're going we, through right now. Yeah, we wrote we wrote the answer for you. Like what you're what you need to know is at our farm. Go check it out. Right. So Alan's like, yes, sirs. <laughs> Absolutely. They <laughs> Off just, to the Valhalla farm or wherever they call it. Yeah, that farm is sick. Dude, it was freaking cool. So this is, um, I think uh, it's about halfway through the game. And I feel like they put this in at the perfect time because these two characters are like the all the comedic relief and Barry, of course. Yeah. But these two guys, it's so bizarre. I, like, this is a bizarre setting and kind of story so far anyway, it's, but this is so bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's I very, love it. It's very, like, straightforward. Most of the characters are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, And then these two are just, like, absolute goofballs. So, yeah. like, this, yeah. yeah, it was a good, it was a good fit. So, there. you get to their farm and they have, like, literally an entire stage set up with, <laughs> yeah. like, bleachers and fireworks. Yeah, and fireworks. Freaking, oh, dude, it And so it turns sick. into this thing where you and Barry have to fight off just waves of the taken using on, you're on the stage using the fireworks and whatever you yeah. have Flares, dude. Yeah. And there's like a flashbangs everywhere, which were so funny. I, I flashbang myself probably 50 dude, times. I love in this the flare game. gun. Bing! The flare, flare gun was gun the was best. So gun. Good. It was like slow-mo whenever you'd hit a taken with the flare gun and they fly back. It yeah. was so cool. The flashbangs were funny to me though, just because so I always hurt myself. That was just fun. Like I just had fun with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was cool because most of the game is very like, I don't know, creepy and stealthy when you're going through all these areas. And like you'll see like one guy and it'll pop out at you and it'll kind of like scare you and like three or four or something after yeah. you go in a weird corridor. And then it's just like now you got like a wave survival. You're just gonna have like just have fun with all the guns and stuff. It was it was very cool because none of the rest of the game was like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like this weird kind of intermission almost, you know, it, that still pertains to the story, but it, the gameplay is so 
whimsical at that yeah. point, you know, that I felt like that was a really good halfway it, point. It gave me the vibes of Left 4 Dead to the Dark Carnival, where you just call in and like play a whole rock show. It's like very similar oh vibes God. to like Survive the Zombies. In my head, I was like, this is amazing because I just love this. It's yeah. so cool. That's cool. So what do what does Alan find at the farm? They find when they make it to the house, they find one of their records that's playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's the song is kind of telling them what they have to do. Like who they're looking for. Yep. Right. Which is Cynthia Weaver is right. what he gets from it, right? Which is she is the crazy lady of the town that's always talking and just like, don't go in the dark. Don't go <laughs> in the dark. Oh, it's scary in there. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, she's a crackpot. Crazy. Right. But and like, again, she was in the very beginning in the diner mm-hmm. where holding a wall, like looking into the dark alley before you go in there to look for the keys. It's like down she's the like, bathroom. Don't go in there. Yeah, she's I don't like, know why I have a parrot voice for him. Yeah, she kind of sounds like that, though. She's yeah. like, well, beware of the dark. You yeah. know, don't get hurt in the dark, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so now it's like, OK, well, the whole game is kind of Alan finding clues to where his wife is and essentially trying to track down one person, get them, then the next person, them, them, you know. Yeah. So also before this. Barry kind of uh, finds out a little bit of the town history and mm-hmm. uh, explains it to Alan fairly quickly uh, in a, a gameplay, like not in a cutscene, which I think is cool when they do Just that. Like walking, yeah, when you're walking. Because yeah, they had a few. They had a few like cutscenes where they'd like throw in like a minute of them talking just so you can get story. But it was cool when they added it into you walking. Yeah, yeah. is this when they find out about Thomas Zane? Um, yes, yes. But real quick before we get into that, I just want to point out that this game, like so many games, suffers from the same problem of your character walking at one speed and then the NPCs that you're following walking at about a quarter of your speed. I hate that. Like, I really like games these days where the character that is escorting you essentially will match your pace. I only remember it being frustrating for me in probably instances of Barry, like where like when you go to the trailer park, I think yes, that, that was the worst part for me. But overall it didn't, I felt like it wasn't too bad, but there was most of it. I feel like you're playing by yourself. I don't remember being. Barry was slow. I, I'm sure it was. Barry like, was slow. That you're was, probably right, but I don't remember. I think for noticing, I think for me, I looked for collectibles a lot, so it didn't really matter because I was already running around and looking in every single direction. That's every what I was point. doing. Too, so. point, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why, because when I was like, OK, I need to go. They were definitely slow. Yeah. yeah. So. So, yeah, Barry is you know like, I like, though. Oh, it's uh-huh. like if, if like Barry was telling you like a story and you walk too far from him, he would just stop. Yeah, and like you come back and you pick it. up right where he left. I, I actually really enjoy when games do that and yeah. I don't miss things because yeah. I'm looking yeah. for shit. Yeah. I want them to do that where yeah. it's just like, oh, anyway, Alan. <laughs> yeah. That's going. the funny thing. Doesn't he do that too? Yeah. He's like, so. like I was saying. Yeah, something, something like that. They kind I, of acknowledge I it. I really like when they do that because yeah. I want to know what's going on, but I'm also like, I got to look at this bush over here. Right, exactly. There might be a coffee thermos in there. Yeah, there was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Barry's like, by the way, uh, there was this other writer, Thomas Zane, who had a wife. What's his wife? Barbara. Name? Barbara. He was a poet, too. Oh, he was a poet? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, some tragedy befell them. And there was just kind of like this drama between 
this. So like couple. Yes, exactly. So like there is in the house, the, the cabin that you lost Alice in that is not there anymore. You know, so that was Thomas Zane's house. Right. And it was a similar story of him losing his wife. Yes. Yes. Lined up. Deja vu. Yeah. Right. So immediately Alan's like, okay. Or or no, no. I remembered that and I was like, okay, so this is kind of repeating events. And that kind of clued me in to what's going on. I know I'm trying to remember exactly when I noticed this or when I thought about it, but also... I guess it's later. They talk about Cynthia Weaver mm-hmm. and her having a crush on yeah. Thomas. I thought that, that was going to play more into it, and I don't think it did as much yeah, as I, I thought it was. Same thing. Because they have a carving on one of the trees with her. She wrote her initials and his initials. Yeah. And I was like, she's gonna. there's going to be something there, and it didn't really do anything for yeah. me. I was, I was sure that like she killed him by accident or something like that. Was like, nope. Yeah, no. So, But anyway. That's just an idea I had when I saw that carving on a tree. I was like, oh, that bitch. And then it's like, oh, no, she's nope, she's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at this point, we're trying to find Cynthia Weaver, right? And you end up finding her in, like, a power plant. Yeah. <laughs> because she's so afraid of the dark. She has You gotta this, go to the light room. <laughs> yeah. The the always lit room. Yes. What is it? Always the well-lit room. Well-lit the well-lit room. room, yes. And... Uh, it's really funny that she is, does she just live in this power plant? So I, anytime that, it's dark, I think she goes there is the thing. That's funny. She goes, so it sleeps, sleeps there, stays yeah. up there. So she is like always in light, you know, which I think is awesome for that crazy lady who's afraid of the dark. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. So you go to this well-lit room, which I expected something more than just a little room with a bunch of Christmas lights. on. <laughs> Yo, yeah, real talk. I was like, this is going to be like some crazy, like the walls are all lights. Like yeah. a whole box of lights is like, it's just going to be so white and bright and like, yes, I don't know. And it was just like, no, nah, it's just Christmas lights. So I got to change this light. Oh, that's about to die soon. I'm like, yeah, this is it, man. Yeah. It was a little underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Especially since she's living in this like power plant that's more well lit than the other room. Yeah. 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 But so what does she find in the or so what do you find in the, the shoebox left by Thomas Zane? For Alan. For Alan, which contains the clicker, which right. earlier in the game Alan talks about how when he was a kid, he was terrified of the dark and his dad left him or was it his mom? I think his, it was his dad, mom. His mom left him a clicker light switch yep. that was from his father that he never met yep. that he gave supernatural powers to in his head because it was from his dad that he didn't know. So it was just kind of like, oh, man, so this he, is my dad's yeah, thing. Like Flips the switch, it basically gets saved, rid of the darkness. Saved him from the darkness. Yeah, right. And it was just a detached little switch that he could press whenever he was scared. Mm-hmm. Right. Real quick, I do you guys know why Alice was so afraid of the dark? I don't know if they, that ever explained. I don't think they said if there's a traumatic event that happened to her, but I just kind of assumed that because she was scared of the dark like her whole life. Mm-hmm. Okay. That it said, it just said from childhood, she was always scared of the dark. Oh, so, I really okay. say, but I, would it be a good time to talk about my random thought that I had that was wrong? Sure. That, how do you know it's wrong? I don't know if it's wrong. I guess I don't know. I feel like at this point we have found out about what happened after Alice disappeared. Yeah, sure. Because by now you already have found out that 
when you, after Alice disappeared and then you woke up in this car, it was actually like an entire week. And he, so you returned to the cabin. And you were writing the whole time. Yeah. And this strange lady in the like funeral attire. Who gave you the keys to this cabin originally. She basically, she tricks you into like writing this story. Which I. For her to basically use, she's like trying, because, okay, so the it's lake, convoluted. So yeah, everybody's strapped. There's in. there's a power in the lake called like the darkness something. Yeah, and it can like make works of art come to life or become real. Basically. So whatever you write in this space actually comes true for yeah. the town, which is fucking nuts. So she, and yeah. is she like a like a metaphor for like death or something or what? No, she, I. So, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> So she um she basically tricks Alan into writing this book to for them to escape like to free this darkness. Yeah, she's right. trying to get basically let the darkness out, and yeah. she's using him as that vice. Yep. And it with this all this like you finding out all this when you actually get the clicker here and you know about the previous writer, uh, Thomas Zane. I in just my head for some reason when you get the clicker and it's just like oh it's from his dad he never met I'm like that'd be really cool if Thomas Zane was his dad because like yeah. he was a writer and I was like maybe that'd be sick like because he just was yeah. like they don't really talk about him more than just like he just lived in here with this other woman and I know he had like Cynthia had a thing for him at some point so I was like maybe he got around and it was just like yeah I was like maybe that's his dad and him Tom Zane leaving this clicker or writing in this clicker with his story for Alan. I was like, I, I don't know. That'd be cool. That's what I figured. Yeah. And Brandon so, had um, another thought for it. Did I? Yeah. That's what you said. It could, what you thought Tom Zane was not his dad. Oh yeah. Look at that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so he's, he has, gets tricked into writing this story, but then he kind of like subconsciously realizes what he's doing and writes a way out for himself and has Thomas Zane appear and save him basically. And that's how he gets away. Right. So a couple times throughout this game, there is this big bright light in the sky that talks to you. That is Thomas Zane. Yep. He's what's, in a diverse suit. Yeah, what's he doing with that scuba gear? Dude, so his I, character design is I, so sick. I figured it out. It looks it's cool. It's okay. pretty. So he was just literally just like an avid diver. Yep. Okay. And that's why the Island that the cabin's on is called divers Isle. That makes sense. Yeah. I so love that's it. why he's in this. Okay. Which, I just, yeah. he looked fucking awesome. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I just didn't, it didn't. I was like, what's he doing in this school year? That, dude, yeah. that scene was so sick when he first appeared. Yeah. It's and then badass. he just like saves you. And then that was cool. But anyway, he, he's got light pouring out of every little window in the. Yeah. He's your, yeah, he's your light to fight this dark. Yeah. Yes. It, was, it was very cool. Yeah. So. So you have the clicker now. Yep. So basically everything that's happening to you has already happened kind of with Thomas Zane. Right. Back in whenever this happened. And he, so he basically wrote himself out of existence, right? Right. To stop this darkness. But then it like kind of like took the form of his wife, Barbara, and used her as like a puppet kind of. Yeah. So. So she's the. Funeral looking yep, lady. So that's Barbara Thomas's wife. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was saying that like if Thomas Zane, so he wrote this clicker into the story. Right. So like who's to say he didn't write Alan into the story? 
Ooh. Like if Alan was born because he was written in the story by Thomas Zane. So Brandon's mind gaming here and saying the whole Alan Wake storyline is written from Thomas Zane. Yeah. I love that. That'd Dude, sick. isn't that sick? That's, That's way cooler. Very yeah. possible. And he's like, I just got to wait 30 years for someone else to come up and yeah. save me out of this. It's very, it's very weird. And it goes in itself a lot. And there's a lot of weird, I wouldn't say loopholes, but just like, I don't know. It's very hard to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty complicated story. So I feel like there has to be some loophole. You know, or a couple or of them. They, they wrote in each other's lives and, you know, wrote things for each other because all the writings come true technically. So like right. whatever happened has happened, can happen, already did. It's very odd. Yeah. It's so, awesome though. Yeah. I love, I love this story. So once the, uh, once Todd or Alan Wake has the clicker, he basically, he's like, okay, I, I know how to stop this. I know how to get Alice back. So his goal is to go. Defeat the darkness, which where does he have to, he has to go up to, I don't remember where exactly he had to go to yeah. fight the darkness, but at this point, the darkness realizes like Alan can stop them. Yeah. So they're basically just desperate at this point. Like their only goal right now is to like stop Alan from reaching this place. So like, as you're like going, there's just fucking like tornadoes cars flying, flying at, at you dude, and just, just tornadoes throwing literally everything at you. Yeah. Everything's awesome. Crumbling. Cause it just feels like this. Like powerful darkness is the, the world desperate is as hell to stop trying you. to stop you, yeah. basically. And I love it. And it, then, yeah, you reach, you reach it and yeah, jam the clicker in <laughs> Barbara. And that's what when you click it you ultimately click. defeats the darkness. You just get back to the, yeah, you just give her a good old click. Yeah. And then at that point, you are in it. Somehow you end up in the dark place, right? He, Writes himself in there. And yeah, he has to write the end of the story. But in doing that, he is able to save Alice. His way of saving Alice is essentially writing himself into. Yeah. So he traps, he's basically trapped in this dark place in order to save Alice. But which I have a, an issue with this. What's your issue? Why? What's your issue, dude? Why? In okay. You're, okay. You're telling me he's going through. Everything he goes through, he's like killing, taking people. He's like going through all this kind of crazy shit. He's doing all this stuff to be reunited with Alice. And then he's just like, I'm going to save her and I'm going to be trapped myself in the darkness. As you don't get the reunion. I get it. Like he's going yeah. to save her instead of himself. But I'm like, that just, I don't know. It's not me. all about happy endings, do we? Well, it does kind of speak to him as being a selfless character at that point. Yeah, I no, thought he was an sh- asshole before, so yeah. I was like, be an asshole, man. You made it. Good job, yeah. Alan. I get it. I get what it's going. It makes sense, but I was just like, damn it. Yeah. Can I just say, though? Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things about this game was um, I-, I like how they kind of, like, build this world and have, like, so throughout the game, there's, like, things you can find. There's TVs that have, like, their own little TV series. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. like uh, a total Twilight Zone knockoff called Night Springs. Absolutely. And it's like very short, but like full episodes of just Dude, like this so show. Cool. And they're awesome. Yeah. And like, it's cool that it ties into the story, too. And it's like Alan wrote one of the episodes and like him and Barry watched one. I was like, oh, is this your episode? And it's like, nah, it's another one. Like, that's just cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. And it ties in all the radio stations talking about like what's going on in the world as you're going through it. Yeah. I, it was really cool to have. The, again, yeah. the collectibles like 
revolve around what's happening and actually like mean something and kind of give you info or at least like recap stuff. It was just cool. Yeah. Yeah. At one point you like find there's like an interview you watch, like a full interview with Alan Wake. Yeah. Like on a talk show and stuff. Yeah, you watched an interview of like how, how he did his last interview before the vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's you know, he was a dick. He was yeah. absolutely douchey as hell in that interview. Yeah. I like I, that. Like he made the corniest jokes and I'm like, this is cringy. Holy shit. Yeah. It yeah. was very like scripted for him to be like, oh, a talk show. I'm pretty cool. I wrote a good book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's oh, for also, the two of you that didn't buy his book, get out and buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. And then for there's also like these uh, you find QR scan. Yeah, that codes. was really cool. There's a few different spots where there's a QR code on the wall and you can actually scan it and it brings you to a YouTube video of like of some visions or something. Like yeah. Of him talking Alan and, typing and talking about yeah, the story. It was which so cool. I, I thought that was really cool. And I also wonder, was that in the original or is that a new thing to this? I believe that was added later on maybe not just for the remaster but i think it was added later on with dlc my only thing with that is like i thought it was really cool but like when you found the the qr codes they just like i feel like they should have made them like smaller and a little more like it was just straight up on the wall and it just looked so out of place but i was like as soon as i saw it i was like okay i have to scan that it wasn't like a tiny thing like in a picture frame that you're like oh what is that yeah it's very much like hey look at this you're like they're massive and that yeah it's probably it's a neat a it's, neat little thing. Yeah, to it's add probably like a know. three by three picture frame on the wall. Like pretty yeah. significant. Like yeah. you, you will see it. So, the, so the DLC I did not play. I played it. So yeah. what happens in the DLC? It's the the story of it starts as Alan being in the darkness, writing. Yeah. Himself, like what happened to him? Okay. I don't know. Like you, is it like the end of the story? It's basically just him trying to. Figure out where he is and then how to get out. So the first little okay. bit is like him basically deja vuing and like kind of like he goes to the diner first, right? Yeah, That's the first like, thing you do. You like go through a bunch of memories from the game, but like it's like dark and it's altered. And the, the, yeah. nobody's like completely correct. Like they're talking and some of their words are missing. And you're like, it's just yeah. off, like a very off putting vibe. And he's kind of like confused at first. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's not a ton to say about the DLC. Like, it's just like you're trying to get back to the cabin and then eventually you get like you you fight like Barry, like this made up version of Barry. And you're kind of like fighting your inner thoughts, basically. And like and That's then once you finally get back to the cabin, you like find yourself like on the floor, like just mumbling about who knows what yeah <laughs> and then once you um like you like put your hand on your sh- own shoulder basically and then as soon as you touch him like you just instantly are like okay i know like i understand everything now like i know what i have to do and then that's how it ends he starts writing return which oh. is a book which clearly is how he gets back cool that's how it ends cool yeah. Awesome. So that is Alan Wake. And this, it, I feel like it's should be said that the same developers of Alan Wake have made some other games, uh, Quantum Break and Control. And though this is all, they all take place in the same universe. Correct. Do you know about the prequel to Alan Wake or like whatever game they made first, like American Nightmare or something? There's another one that's similar as well. Yeah, no, I hadn't no. heard of that. 
I think it's I think it might be their first one or before Alan Wake. Okay. So does that take place in the same universe too? I believe so. I just read something about it because I hadn't heard about it either. Yeah. And I just saw it and I was like, oh, okay, there's another one. Yeah. But it's very cool. You know, they're they're completely separate stories. They're different games altogether, you know. Uh Quantum Break, I believe, was an Xbox exclusive. Control when that came out, was that a PlayStation exclusive? I don't know. I know it's on PC and other things. Yeah, no, it's not. But it's cool that it kind of spans this universe that this studio is creating, which I think is really cool. Brandon, um, Dewey, did you play Control? I didn't. I wanted to. I heard about it. And not knowing it was like Alan Wake either. Not that I would played at this point, but I was just like, it sounded cool to me. I just, again, I didn't pick it up for whatever reason. I'm like, I'll get to that. Same. I started it. Yeah. And... I've heard really good things. I, as soon as I started, I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> like, just because you have, like, these powers where you can, like, th- pick up things with your mind. And, like, you have, like, this thing where you can, like, push and it just, like, shit just flies everywhere. And, like, the like the damage to the environment is really fun. I think yeah. it, like, and I'm assuming it is because, like, they did a good job with this. If the writing is, like, on par with Alan Wake of, like, how they did a story and with I'd say better gameplay being able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a really fun game. Yeah. Uh, it was a PS monthly game. So I know I have it. I probably have it then as well. Yeah. I do have it. Yeah. Um, Brandon. Alan Wake America, Alan Wake's American Nightmare is a downloadable follow up and spin off to oh, Alan okay. Wake. Oh, okay. It came out in 2012. Okay. I did not play it. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. <laughs> I just read about it when I was looking at this and I thought I. Saw it was a prequel or another thing he did, but yeah, yeah. So it's cool that they're all their universes are connected. Yeah, yeah. I I really am probably gonna play Control next because I I don't know about you guys, but I really like this game. I just the story sucked me in. I was very even though I was confused and constantly like doubting myself, that kept me playing and kept me like I, I want to yeah. know what's happening. I, I love the story. It. I love the like the Twilight Zone feel to it. I love the setting and just. Yeah. I just really very cool. had fun with this one. There's definitely a few parts that were like a little goofy to me and like. Yeah. Like I driving. Like, well, there driving was frustrating was, parts with like the poltergeist items were a little. The poltergeist items were the heart, like no enemy, no taken enemy was I mean, as was, hard as an object to me. When there's like a freaking pole being thrown at me, I couldn't. There's no tell. It would just like look at you. It would just like go up in the air and then it would just throw itself at you super fast. I feel like there's no telling. I just get yeah, every yeah, time. Tough. And like if, if there's a whole ass car, yeah, you're not, not even that. if you do- time the dodge perfect, it. you're, you're yeah. going to get hit. It's a fucking car. Yeah. So yeah. there's a few times that those objects hurt me. And some of the like character, like the one character, Nightingale. Was, oh yeah. We didn't even talk about Nightingale. We can throw it in here now. Um, it was just a, like a really douchey fucking FBI agent that was, it, what was his reason for wanting to get Alan so bad? Like, no idea. He had, just there was something asshole. happened or something, but he was just like, he wanted to kill Alan. There's a part <laughs> he literally the wanted to kill. He was shooting this is at my, Alan in front of civilians. This yeah, he my, almost killed the, uh, the radio host. This yeah. was my gripe with that character. He's an FBI agent. He goes to this town and he's just like, I don't know, drunk or whatever. He, but he's just like immediately sees Alan and he's like, freeze, pop, pop. I didn't and understand that. There's one time where you get to his hotel room and there was like pictures of him around there. So it seemed like maybe he was trying to frame he Alan or something. something against Alan, but yeah. I never figured out what it was. I think he didn't like either didn't like his book character or something. 
maybe it's something like that. I don't really know if they said it, but Never he did. didn't like Alan Wake. Alan yeah. Wake's a popular writer. He's like, ah, fuck this guy. Yeah. But he was actively trying to shoot him, which I thought was crazy that that's not how that goes. They were no. just like, he's just an FBI agent. And he just starts like open fire. They have like a helicopter chasing Alan. Yeah. And I was like, he's a, like, he's a writer and he didn't do anything wrong at this point. Right. Just like, he was just like, I don't want to talk to you guys. Yeah. Very odd. And every time Nightingale would refer to Alan, he would call him by another famous writer's name at, to the point where like three times in one cutscene, he was like, all right, Ernest Hemingway. All right, Stephen King. Yeah, and okay, then, Dan Brown. Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. Like, okay, man, I get it. It's like, shut <laughs> off, dude. He was it's such hilarious. a douchey character. He was terrible. Awful. Yeah. And he died, so it was fine. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I honestly was pretty fitting. Yeah. All right, guys. So if you had to assign a rating to Alan Wake, what would you guys give it? Mm, 8.5. Okay. I would say it is a solid 7.5 for me. I really, really enjoyed the story. I thought it was cool. I thought the setting was really awesome. The gameplay was definitely neat at first, but got a little repetitive towards the end after doing it the whole time. So that's why I couldn't rate it any higher, but very cool and definitely worth playing. That's totally what I'm thinking too. The story I I think was great, um, but you know the my little gripes that don't really matter, you know, like the voice acting or you know little things, but mostly like you said, Dewey, the the gameplay is extremely repetitive. Once you hit like a certain point, I uh, like know you know like you know what's gonna happen. You know how to beat certain people easier, like using yeah. you know different things on different enemies. It gets you know it's like I get it. You know, like, okay, yeah. and it didn't really do a whole lot. I think th- if to they added too it. much more to it, though, it would kind of cut away from it being scarier because you're like, you don't have a lot of tools, which I, it makes sense as to why you're limited. It, well, I get that you're limited, but like, I just mean in terms of gameplay at all, like the yeah. driving sequences, they weren't great, It's just, but yeah. it's a change in gameplay and yeah. that's cool. You know, that was like an, a different way to go about doing things just like the uh use of like fireworks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. in the at the farm was i think great you know like that's that's a really cool part um but otherwise i think gameplay it was it it was good it was cool um but it felt like got old kind of quick for me the story is awesome though so i'd I'd say seven yeah yeah definitely worth it's worth playing. It's, it's a very cool game. Yeah, especially now that it's been remastered. So if anybody's been waiting to give yeah. it a shot, it's Easier only 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. Give it a shot. So that takes care of Alan Wake. So awesome. Uh, thank you guys for being so attentive during our October Horror Games Month. Our final horror game will be next week. And did we say what it is yet? I don't think so. Don't Not think so. officially, but do you guys want to say? Or yeah, yeah. So we are finally all all of us are finally getting around to playing Alien Isolation, which is a highly rated horror game that somehow all of us were like just missed it. I just didn't yeah. didn't get to it. But we're all pretty excited to see how that goes. And yeah, you can find sure. out next week if you want to hear about it or if you haven't played it and want to see how we like it. Yeah. So that's coming up. And we do have a special Halloween episode that we're going to give to you guys as well. So it's kind of going to be a double episode week. Uh, but we'll actually put that out on Sunday, October 31st. So we'll have a Sunday upload and then a Monday upload. And 
Another thing I just want to put out there so you guys know, for the release of Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl, the remakes. Oh, listen up, all you Pokemaniacs out there. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. We are planning something for y'all, um, and it may or may not involve our debut on of the podcast on Twitch. You might be able to see us yeah. once and for all. Yeah, so, you know... Maybe. We know that a lot of you guys like the Pokemon content. We love doing Pokemon content. Yeah, one of our favorite things. So Yeah. So we're super excited about these remakes coming out. And if anybody is into collecting Pokemon cards. Maybe you should come check it out. Yeah. You know, we've kind of fallen back into our uh, early childhood years. Yeah. And been kind of going into that a little bit. So we have some stuff planned. We don't want to give too much away, but... Keep an eye out for some more announcements in November, toward the middle of November. We're going to be where, trying something special for you. Where can you look at those? For, where can you look for those announcements, Anthony? That is a very good uh, good point. <laughs> Speak. Yeah. How do we Where? I, tell me where I yeah. see them. Where? Where? <laughs> so, yeah, you can check us out on Twitter at Zero Lives PC and Instagram at Zero Lives Podcast. And also on Dewey's Discord, uh, your Discord server for your personal Twitch of Dew Daddy. And uh, we have a, a little channel on there for chatting about the chatting about the podcast. If you want to, you know, say, hey, this episode was cool. Oh, man, it'd be really cool if you guys did this or what are you guys what are you guys thoughts on this or just come say hi or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, yeah, feel free to. Hop in there. I'll put the links to all of these in the description of this episode. Don't forget to rate and review. That's the thing. Podcast. I was going to say, I know there's one more thing. I haven't um, received any uh, reviews lately, guys. Yeah. yeah, get on it. All the listeners in other countries, hello. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, Thanks hello. for checking this out. Our, I, we, I think we mentioned it before, our Deltrune episode really took off. Yeah, which is awesome. So, Very you cool. know, like we always say, give us some feedback. What do you like yeah. to hear? What do you not like to hear? Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Do you know what are your favorite games? All these different things. Uh, let us know on socials or, you know, it'd be awesome if you just like uh, left a quick review. You can say anything you want in that review. If it's five stars, we highly, highly appreciate that. And also on Spotify, like usual, uh, it'd be wicked cool if you guys hit that follow button. Oh, yeah. That also helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. And we upload uh, every week. So. Keep an eye out for more episodes and we will see you on our next on our next and just about last spooky Halloween month. We're going to keep the scares coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. (laughs) All right. Good night, gamers. Bye. Bye.